Hi, and welcome back to Ask Sue Show, the second part of our special feature this week. Um, I would like to welcome back my best and other half sister in trouble. How are you doing, love? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Uh, well, <laughs> can I just say, people, for anybody who thinks that because I'm in the UK, I'm not here for the animals Tell me again the same thing because it's now three minutes past midnight in the UK. If that's not dedication, I give up. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you're right, Sue. You're right. It's been a long day today, but, you know, we've um, we've gotten a lot accomplished and talked to some amazing people and heard some amazing stories. And there are so many gifts in the uh, chat room tonight. I, I hope you all will sign in and, uh, or at least call in. Uh, call in anonymously. We just want to hear your experiences um, in Tennessee, in Campbell County. Um, you know, on the Facebook pages that I've been looking at, I know that um, people are not, the, the owners of the pages are not commenting in any negative fashion as far as making threats or anything. The only comments that I saw were things from documented Sources like newspaper articles, former TV shows, etc. I was taking time to look through all this stuff. So it's the people out there who are commenting on the pages, and I just think that's wrong, and I would like to discourage everyone from making negative comments because you take the focus off the animals. And that's what we're fighting for right now. It's for the animals, for being able to find adoptive homes so that they have their own humans. They have that forever home and a warm bed and plenty of food for little tummies. What do you think, Sue? Oh, 100%. And just to back up what uh, what we've just said is the fact that we have done as we said. We st- we, we always stick to by what we st- go with. Uh, positive cross-posting for Campbell County, Tennessee, has now got a group. It is on Facebook, and it is literally for the animals. This is not for you to say about anything or anybody. This is just for the animals. Now, please, I need everybody to join this because obviously we have had so many people that have done a big achievement with, you know, joining forces, making a team, and we've, you know, we have moved mountains on what we've been achieving. So all I ask to everybody, let's now put the efforters as well and, and as much effort as in getting these animals out there. Now, let me just obviously, you're going to go to the group and you say, but Sue, there is no animals. I grant you that. We are still waiting. We're going to hope that somebody will join who's obviously got pictures of the animals and obviously... We're fingers crossed that we'll be able to get some photos in there so that we can start to help um, get these dogs rehomed um, or into rescues and various things, anything that we can do to help. So if anybody wants to help with that, you know, maybe you live near and you'd like to maybe do transport or maybe you're a, a group of people that do transport and you're near there or, you know, anything you can do to help. Maybe you'd like to donate blankets or anything, please get in touch. You know, you can message us on that group. Um, we are... Please note that we are absolutely overrun with messages. We're going through as many as we can. You know, we've got people that just message us saying, oh, that they don't agree with this, that, and the other. You know, that's fine, but we haven't got time for that, okay? We need information, and we need positive energies coming into it now because we need to be making a difference. So whether you're advocate, advocate, 
Again, advocates who want to help us with the dogs, or you've got information that we can put on the page, please message us. That's fine. Um, but please note that, you know, we have only got so many hours in a day. We are trying to have a life as well, and it's very difficult, but we're trying, okay? Um, so please, you know, just bear with us. Yes, absolutely. Please bear with us. We have a lot going on and a lot of people wanting to participate. And the people that we speak to are people with positive ideas and ways to move forward. And we hope that um, that Campbell County will take this opportunity today to work with these people who want to help, people who want to go in and volunteer, people who want to make donations, people who want to cross-post photographs of the animals without homes. We're, we're wanting to help. And that's the point that we want to get across today. We've been asking for uh, comments and participation from the people from Jacksboro in management of the shelter and the city officials. No one wants to reply to us. So we are just taking it upon ourselves to set up something that the local people especially who have asked for our help can use as a tool to put these animals in homes. Um, I, I just, I, I see this, I look at the page, and I see a positive move. I see sunshine and green grass and little animals finally in permanent homes, and we can only do it with your help. So I, I do, I also hope that management of the shelter will participate in this, I hope she will not shut out the volunteers who can go in and find homes. Um, I, I would like to see this as a day of change. How about you, Sue? Oh, you know, at the end of the day, can I just say, you know, everybody is obviously sees the page, and, of course, people are very upset by the comments and everything, but please... We cannot show you the messages that we have received because obviously there's names that need to be kept confidential. But you can trust us when we say to you, the lot of the information is sent because they want to help. This is not just people that have got a problem with with Betty herself or anything. This is people that want to do the best for the dogs and they want to be able to make change. Now, at the end of the day, past is past and we can't change the past, okay? But at the end of the day, we can make changes for the, for the future. And, you know, we, we cannot be continuing with all of this negativity. It does none of us any good. But at the end of the day, I will still say, and this is Sue talking now, I am still going to say that we still need justice. Okay, because we cannot have any rescues thinking that this can be allowed because it is not. It is not acceptable. We won't accept it. But at the end of the day, we still want positive change as well for the dogs and the cats in that shelter. We've got to make the changes. Absolutely. And I would like to mention, too, that the messages that I personally have seen that came from the local people, the volunteers who want to help, they weren't messages of, you know, hatred and malice, and they, they, they were messages with information about ways to make a positive change. And yes, we got some personal stories from people who have dealt with the shelter as, you know, Joe Public. Um, yes, we do get stories that break our hearts, and we shed a lot of tears over it. But like Sue says, the past is the past, and the most important thing is the animals. Why would they have built this beautiful new facility if it wasn't about the animals? So I think now, today, tomorrow, right, the immediate future, is the perfect time 
for Ms. Crowley, Ms. Crumley, and the people in the shelter to take advantage of everyone's willingness to come out and help. And uh, it's a full-time job keeping those kennels clean and the dogs walked and the kitty room clean. And there are people literally waiting in line now to help with that shelter because awareness has been brought about. So, yep. I, you know, Sue and I both would like to ask everyone to put the, the, the anger aside and the, the threats and, you know, here again, we'd like to think that everyone's an adult, but sometimes the anger and our tempers get the best of us. But, you know, making threats to someone is no way to handle that. Direct that energy into the animals. Direct your energy into volunteering, donating, uh, cross-posting, sharing, telling your friends about the new shelter and how different it is. Uh, it's a chance for the um, Adrian Baird Animal Shelter to become a superstar and uh, this is just one way that we can do our part not being in the area. So, And, and just to say to everybody, um, those that are saying, now, I've had so many accusations chucked at me. I did have one person that said that the ASU show was just doing this because then it would get her more listeners. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, I want, I want to be doing two-hour um, two shows um, and going way past midnight. You know, I've got nothing better to do with my time. Like, let me just say to people that I will still be doing a show for them even after we've sorted, you know, we, hopefully justice will be served, but also so that we can rehome these dogs. This will not just die down. The page will never, let me repeat that, never be shut down. Because we want to change that page from the negativity that's been there because people have been hurt, upset, and have been, and we want to change it into a positive page. So we are not going to have all those people join that are animal advocates and then close the page down. That is never going to happen. This page is positive, and it's going to be changed to positive, and we are all working as a team to achieve that, okay? So the page is not going anywhere. We have had somebody who's asked to have it shut down. Uh, I've got one word for you. No. Simple. Okay? So this is the positive change. It's about moving forward, and I think everybody in the chat room will agree this is now the time for the animals. No. Absolutely. After that little rant, and, and you know yeah. that I'm all pro of, I, I love to do the rant. You can't have a show with no rant. Um, I want to go to the phone lines. We've got area code 910. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi, Peter. Yeah, this is Peter McQueen here. How are you? I'm okay, Great. thank you. Welcome back. Yeah. I was, I was listening to your program. You had a lot of good information on there. Thank you. Yes. Um, I spoke with a lady and her husband last night that lived there in Jacksboro that worked with the Humane Society. Uh, is the Humane Society still active there? We, I don't know about that. I'm assuming they are because it's on state level. I don't know. You mean in that shelter? I don't know. I know at one time um, Betty was listed as the state contact for the Humane Society. Uh, you know, I was talking about uh, a local Humane Society. The uh, man's name is Tom and Darlene, I believe, Boyd. I don't know. Do you know them? No, no we, we haven't caught up with them. Um, well, they're local. They're in the town. They were very active in the 
local humane society for several years, and Maine um, was active in getting grants for spay and neuter uh, there in that community. And she was telling me something has happened uh, that uh, the shelter manager was involved with that uh, caused the spay neuter program to shut down. You know anything about that? No, I would no, love but, to but, that. <laughs> I think what we both said was carry on, you're doing well. <laughs> she said that, um, you know, for several years they were getting thirty or $40,000 a year or more in grants for spay-neuter, and um, that uh, something took, I don't know what it was, she didn't tell me exactly what it was, something took place uh with the lady that's the manager of uh, animal control, and I thought maybe uh, you might know about that. No. No, we've, we've heard several stories about the history of the shelter even before she came manager. She became manager. Um, the, apparently that county has had some issues in the past, and, uh, you know, there are several people doing their research uh, several uh, investigators, you know, animal investigator type people who are doing research, only to find, you know, a, chain, a, a, a historical chain of that county and where the problem seems to stem from. Right, right. Well, um, I wanted to just chat with you a minute about um, the euthanasia and a couple of other issues. Uh, I've uh, again, I'm in North Carolina. I've worked with the Humane Society about 25 years on shelter reform and euthanasia and sheltering conditions and the whole nine yards. Um, one thing we did here that would be good in Tennessee would be to get a state, uh, a set of animal control shelter operation guidelines that are enforced by the Agriculture Department or by some other, the veterinary department, because uh, up until 2005, we didn't have any um, shelter guidelines, rules, or regulations, and I understand that um, Tennessee still doesn't have any. Is that correct? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of having a chuckle here because based on what we've seen, um, apparently if there are any guidelines, they're not put in place. Um, I don't think there are any based on based on what I could could read. There are. I did find, and I spoke to some people at the Tennessee Veterinary Examiner's Board yesterday uh, after I got contacted about this and and uh, started doing a little research. Um, and there are there are euthanasia rules and regulations. Uh, and the um, the uh, preferred method that they recommend the Tennessee Veterinarian um, Board is IV intravenous injection of sodium pentobarbital and um, IP or intraperitoneal injection, which is what they're using, is a secondary a secondary method and. Um, it's not required, but it would be preferable if they would sedate them or give them an anesthetic drug prior to giving them the lethal injection. Now, you know the video that uh, I guess the man put the video on about the euthanasia? 
You've yes, seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at that, and did you notice that there were a couple of um, shelter forms in that video? Yes, sir, I sure did. Okay, well, you can you can press pause on that video and take a screenshot of those uh, forms, and then you can put them into, um, uh, you know, like a full-page format which I did, which uh, would be good for you to do, because it shows that those records were from 2011 and 2012 and not 2009, as the manager, uh, uh, you know, uh, claimed. Uh, In addition, in addition, uh, I was looking at the news report. It was on, I think, a Knoxville station where the... uh, this man named, uh, what's his name, Poole, I believe it is, Otis Poole or something, uh, he claimed that they had doubled the dose of uh, the euthanasia drug. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, looking, at the, looking at the records uh, that were shown in the um, uh, video, uh, as, as, as you probably know, I'll just tell you briefly, the sodium pentobarbital doses uh, for IV injection is one is uh, one cc for every ten pounds of animal weight. So if you had a thirty pound dog, that would mean three cc's of uh, the uh, fatal plus sodium pentobarbital. Three right. cc's. But if, but if you do it IP, because it has to be absorbed through the system before it ever can get to the brain, it takes much longer for that to work, and it. And the dosage recommendation, and this is the important, the important part that they've completely missed, is that the dosage recommendation is three times the IV dosage. So if it's one cc, it's got to be three cc's. So for that 30-pound dog, instead of using three cc's, they would have to use nine. And they never use that much on any of the dogs on those records. And even today or yesterday, when that guy made the, uh, commented on the news video, he said, well, we've doubled the dosage now. They don't feel anything. Well, double is not what's required. Triple is what's required. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, and do you know what? The one, the one comment that she made that frightened me was when she said, we guess at the weight. Well, yeah, that's, very important. Right, that's very important because the dosage is based on the weight of the animal. Exactly. And if, exactly. And if you I don't, mean, that's, if you don't, sorry. If you don't know the weight of the animal, you can't uh, be accurate with the dosage, of course. That's correct. But the thing is, it still goes to the same thing. Would we? Would any of us like any of that ourselves? Do you mean? Would you? Would any of us like to go to the hospital and say somebody just guessed our weight and they gave that accordingly? Oh dear, <laughs> they made a mistake. You know, we all have human error, but the human error doesn't need to be there because you just put a dog on the scales and you find out its weight. Simples. How long does that take? Three or four seconds. Not long. It doesn't, yep. It's not something that's difficult. It doesn't need to be guessed. They can have a scale like the veterinarians use in their office and uh, walk them up on the scale and, like you say, weigh them in just a few seconds. Yeah. Well, um, I am listening to y'all talk, and it just came to mind 
when I had gallbladder surgery, I woke up during my surgery, and mm. of course I couldn't. I was under the influence of the anesthesia. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I couldn't scream, and I mm. lay there for forever. But one of the nurses saw my eyes cracked open, and they put me back under. When I came out of that surgery and my doctor came around to check on me, I told him where my anesthesiologist was sitting, the color of his do-rag, the color of his outfit, what his last name was, and where the two nurses were to my right and the doctor was to my left. And I put myself in those dog's positions. You're sedated, but then you're put in a body. You're not dead. You're put in a body bag and you're put into a freezer. And I rem- I'm shaking right now. I just had to get up out of my chair because I remember how terrified I was when I woke up like that. And I right. can't imagine being put in a body bag and being put in a freezer at that point because they're helpless. They're rendered helpless, but they're not that's right. dead. Well, that's true because um, and one thing you can go back to, if you go to AVMA, the American Veterinary Medical Association, avma.org, you can find their euthanasia guidelines and on there and it says that even you know even the properly done IP injection for a dog or cat, because it's going through the abdomen, um, it takes 20 or 30 minutes when it's done right for the animal to die. So if they're only giving them half as much or two thirds as much medicine, it might take 45 minutes or an hour for them to die. And they're certainly probably putting them in the freezer before an hour is up. Exactly. Well, if you listen to the video, she was telling him right then to put the dog in the freezer. Yeah. So one thing that I would suggest that I found yesterday that that, that would be helpful, um, the, the and, and I can send it to somebody's email address, or you can um, send yes, me your email you, address. Can, yeah, I can give you an email address. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But the but the state. Uh, Veterinary Department Board has a complaint form, and you can citizens can file a complaint about any animal control misconduct, and um, what they're doing there is certainly wrong, and it should be reported. And hopefully, they'll send an inspector down there and um, maybe find them, and most importantly, make them do it right. Yeah. The, the trouble is with inspections is, and this goes for quite a lot of things, This, to be fair, this not isn't just about animal shelters or anything. You know, there's so many companies in, in the whole world, even in the UK, that they are, you know, they're given an inspection. It's a joke. They, they can give up to two weeks and say, oh, we're coming to, give, come to see you on such and such a date. Um, yeah, have the kettle on at 11 o'clock a.m. Yes, we'll be there to come and have a look. Is anybody <laughs> in their right mind going to have it as a mess? Well, that's certainly true. Um, even in our state, which now has shelter rules and regulations, the inspections a lot of times are compromised because the inspectors and the shelter managers are friends. Exactly. Absolutely. And in one of the TV interviews yesterday done at the shelter, the news anchor made a comment about it was a sterile environment. Well, I that was laughable, sad. I mean, there, there's nothing about the situation that's laughable. But mm, for her no. to make that statement, first off, she was nowhere near qualified to make that statement. And what may, you know, things are not always as they appear. 
And that's true in many parts of our lives. And I apply that to everything. And if I have to scrutinize something, I look a little closer, um, then I'm going to do that. But when that comment was made, I thought to myself, well, of course it was, because y'all had an appointment to go there at a certain time with her having that heads-up time to be able to put the warm blankets out for the puppies, to heat the floor in the puppy room, and to do all the things, to you know, that candy coating for the day for an hour or two. But right. if they had popped in there at an unannounced time, unexpectedly, what would the situation have been? What would the difference have been? And exactly. that's something that we talked about in the other show. There needs to be accountability on the part of the shelter for their actions, but there also needs to be some department with the state that's going to make those drop-in visits just like they would a hospital or a nursing home or other facility. And this good old boy mentality, I think it's time for it to go out the window because uh, some heinous and horrendous things have happened, and the page that was just talking about being set up the cross-posting page is a positive move and Peter you may have heard me say on the show earlier how today and these interviews and these phone sh- the, the radio shows and the phone conversations would be an amazing beginning to a clean slate a new future if only Campbell County the management of the shelter the mayor everyone would just say okay let, let's try it your way. They won't even speak with us. Betty hung up the phone earlier when Sue called in during the show. And no one... I knew I was. Well, really. And and no one wants to slam her. No one wants to, to humiliate her. But when you refuse repeatedly to avoid us, ignore us, and, you know, I, I said it earlier, where there's smoke, there's fire. And... There's a there's a big blaze somewhere, and that's what yes, you know, we'd like to cover. Uh, Peter, I have one question for you. Do you know if there's any particular kind of state licensing or certification that's required for anesthesia? I mean, uh, uh, the um, euthanasia drug. Yes, there is. As a matter of fact, um, the lady at the state vet's office was telling me about it yesterday. Uh, it requires a Youth, the, the animal control employee has to take a euthanasia certification course, which I think is two days, which is really not enough, but um, but two but two days, and um, they have to pass that, and um, then the shelters are approved to use uh, sodium pentobarbital, and if they want to um, sedate the animal first, they also approved to be able to use. Um, Xylazine and acepromazine mixed together, which is not mm-hmm. the best one, but it but it'll work. But um, so I would that's one thing under Freedom of Information. There are a lot of letters that uh, should be written. One of them is to ask for a copy of uh, the employee's uh, uh, euthanasia certification from the state. And see, see if they how many of them that work there have taken that. Uh, pass that course. Exactly. But what I was getting ready to say that they have a complaint form 
I think you need to file a complaint. I, you know, you, if you don't file a complaint, we know absolutely nothing can happen. If you do file a complaint, maybe a good inspector or a, a, a person that's concerned. These are um, federally controlled drugs, so they're not going to mess around with um, those drugs like they would aspirin. And uh, if they're uh, if they're putting down that they're using a certain amount, uh, they could very well. I mean, we've seen it before, you know, where the employees steal the drugs, and the, the dogs and cats don't get the drugs or don't get enough, and the employees steal them and sell them. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's a lot of uh, hanky panky that, uh, that that can go on. Uh, but that, that's all. That's the only short chance you've got to fix the euthanasia thing right now, because nobody believes. Everybody believes what she's saying that they're not doing anything wrong, and the and the guy admitted right there on the television news report that that he wasn't giving them enough um, of the euthanasia drug right on the TV report. Mm-hmm. So you got to get somebody from the state down there to try to help you uh, make them do it right. I think. I agree. I know, Sue, you were bothered by her her term, juice. She couldn't even juice, name the yeah. drug. I mean, juice. We get the juice after she guesses at their weight. That's a street, that's a kind of a street name for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Shall I just, I'll tell you what I actually thought. I just thought that somebody that had got her her type of job would not be talking in them sort of lines. I would expect that somebody who was just talking in general, Joe Soap talking to somebody else about it. Do you know what I mean? That's not a professional manner. It's not a professional term. And especially to those poor people in the last few days or months or weeks or whatever that are going through where they've just had their dogs put down or their cats put down and they're hearing a professional talking like that on the television, I thought it was disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And, and quite frankly, I think that's where a lot of the hate comments and um, threats have come from. Uh, I mean, I just said I think that's where they may have come from because what Sue says makes complete, perfectly good sense. And a lot of the uh, private messages that, that were received by from uh, the area were from local people. I mean, I personally have looked at uh, copies of messages that says, I live a few blocks from there, I live less than five minutes from there, I pass by there every day, I've adopted from there. I, I mean, I can, it's, it's unbelievable the number of messages and comments. And, um, you know, I, I know those people were promised anonymity, and I understand why. Because, you know, she is complaining now about being afraid. Well, my goodness, when you look at the allegations here, um, it scares me that someone yeah. is given the accessibility of these type drugs using only a portion of them. And, you know, your mind can go in some dark places when you start thinking about the possibilities. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But um, we're all adults, and we all, here again, have free will to think and speak. So... Well, that's true. Um, and I, I was going to tell you, uh, have any of you ever heard of um, Leanne McCullum? She's the um, state director in Tennessee for the Humane Society of the United States. No, sir, I haven't. Leanne McCullum. 
Right. Have you ever heard of her? No, no, we've no, not heard of her, no. Okay, well, let me give you her, the main phone number, and you can call this number and ask them to give you her phone number. She would come over there uh, to Jacksboro and um, meet with you and um, go with you and, you know, carry some clout that she's a national uh, employee, uh, that she would go with you to meet with the mayor or the uh, county commissioners or whoever and try to get past all the... Uh, distrust and name calling and all that other stuff and get down to fixing what's, what the problems are. Well, why don't you send that in a message, please? Send that by number in a message. Yes, she I think that's a good idea. Yeah, she does not need to be bombarded with phone calls, and uh, she has a job to do, and I know I don't want to be a part of anything that would cause her to lose focus on her job because what we would do, well, what the, the people in that community would be doing would be asking for her help, and right, right. That so. she used to live in North Carolina, and I, I worked with her on a big puppy mill bust one time about twelve or thirteen years ago. She's she's um, well qualified, and she she can come in there and maybe uh, you know maybe she can get their attention to at least listen to. Uh, Examine. See, they haven't even looked to see whether the problems are. Right now, they're thinking everything's made up and uh, th th there's no truth in anything any of you or me are saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that's what they they want to believe that the public believes them, but based on the number of comments and communication messages and such that these pages have gotten. I feel that very a very small portion of the community is with them because these are taxpayers and these are people who vote and you know these some of these positions we're speaking about are elected officials and they may have gotten voted in but these same people unless they're given answers and accountability are the same people who can vote someone else in. Right, right. There's a long. I looked at the list today of the county commissioners over there in Campbell County, and uh, there are quite a few of them. So they ought to be contacted, you know, one on one. Uh, maybe some of you know some of them, and you can go talk to them privately about uh, these problems. Uh, mm -hmm. That you know, it's not a bunch of humaniac crazy people running around <laughs> screaming, the sky is falling. And I think this is the trouble that, you know, obviously a lot of us have been very upset and we're still getting people that still haven't seen the video yet. And so obviously there's going to be people that fall upon it. And, and obviously we're going to still have high right people just because of what they're seeing. And, you know, we wouldn't be human if we didn't go mad when we first see it. You know, both of us were exactly the same. And, and everybody mm -hmm. deals with everything differently. But my thought now is that we need to change this. And, you know, and I think you're right. And, and I want to say to people, you know, I just think to myself, I, I was thinking about this, you know, between and I was thinking, right, how can we go on from this? You know, where can we go next? And I'm thinking, you know, the, the thing is we're saying about the voice for the voiceless. Who is it that's actually going to stand up for them animals? Right. I mean, if, if this page was not put together, 
you know, what actually would have, what, you know, what would have happened, you know? It, does it just get swept under the carpet? How many times has this report been reported before this happened? You know, has, has this been actually brought to their attention before that happened? How many times is, has it just been ignored? Well, there was an article that Tom Boyd, the man I told you about from Jacksboro, uh, sent me a newspaper article from September, October of 2012, which outlined all these same things we're talking about now. So, yeah. so but I think that, you know, you need to make up a list of what the problems that you have uh, identified and any witnesses or proof or verification and then try to get maybe Leanne to come over and have a... I'll see how the mayor and the other people can refuse to meet with uh, reasonable citizens of that county or reasonable people. Uh, uh, and and I would include the county attorney involved in it. And then you all may have to go get an attorney. We In North Carolina, we've had to sue several animal control places to get them to stop bad euthanasia practices and, in the past. And... Uh, and it does help to have an attorney write a letter to uh, sometimes that's all it takes to get their attention to make them talk to you is have an attorney write them a letter and say, yeah, we, we'd like to talk to you, but if you're not going to talk to us, then we'll talk to you in the courthouse. Exactly. And, and maybe that's where, that's where we maybe need to do a bit of a shout the show. And if anybody knows an attorney that's willing to, you know, help us with our cause and to be able to back the animals and be a, a legal voice for the voiceless, then um, by all means give us an email at show at gmail.com. There's always right. got to be somebody to be able to do something. <laughs> right. There's probably somebody out there. It's hard to get them to do pro bono work anymore, but there's probably some attorney out there that's very um, understanding and uh, uh, is fond of animals and... Uh, dislikes animal abuse or mistreatment that would get involved. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Um, I feel pretty confident, too, that all these people in the community, there's, there's got to be someone who, or some several someone who would be willing to step up and make a donation in order to get legal counsel and make this change. You know, yeah. and, and the really sad part is, why should it come to that? Why should it come to someone having to meet in court when that same money could be used to benefit the animals. I exactly. don't understand why. I mean, there are two Pardon? It, sh it sure does happen uh, quite a bit all around the country, not just in uh, all, Tennessee. All I, I think it's part of the bureaucrats, yeah. and they, they're hard-headed, and animal control and the garbage department, you know, are at the bottom of the list for money. That, that's that's a big part of what's driving it. They don't want to spend the proper amount of money. And this Betty, uh, Miss Crumley, is probably trying to save a nickel or a dime to look good. Uh, that she's not using any heat or whatever to look good at, at the budget at the budget meeting. And uh, well, so there are there are reasons and causes for their behavior. And a lot of times uh, they just don't care about animals or they. Uh, just look at them as another, uh, you know, whether it's the health department, social security, or animal control, or the health department, or whatever. The fact that they're alive, sentient creatures doesn't enter into it, which is unfortunate. 
exactly. I have, uh, you know, we, we have talked about the article that was published, and we um, have all seen the link to it about the uh, Kennedy research up in North Carolina that buys the dead cats from her, $3 a piece. Um, there is a copy of something that was just sent to me. I'm looking at it right now, and it is an email message. I'm not going to say the lady's name. It says, uh, I live in Jacksboro. My house is only a few miles from the shelter. My first experience with the, with the shelter was when my cat went missing. I'm not a cat lover, but my husband is, and I should tell you that we crated and brought our cat from Michigan when we moved, so he was not a disposable animal. He was family. I called the shelter to ask if they had any cats there. I was told one. So we went in the day he came up missing. It was not our cat. But I had brought a flyer with his picture and our phone number on it. The next day I returned to look at the cages. No cat. And my flyer was missing. I thought maybe someone had spotted him and took it down, so I put up another one. I returned home hoping for a phone call, but none came. The next day I returned. Same story. No cat, no flyer. That's when I was introduced to the wonderful ladies of the Friends of Campbell County and was told that if the AC had picked him up, I would most likely never see him again as they trapped and euthanized on the spot before returning to the office, most of all cats. That was February of last year. Pardon? Excuse me. That that would be a horrible practice that if they're doing that, that should be stopped like yesterday of uh, killing a yep. uh, uh, a cat as soon as it's trapped. I mean, uh, uh, one thing on on the cat thing that uh, you can keep in mind, I imagine it's this way in Tennessee, that cats are people's property. They're treated um, like property, which instead of uh, like companions or something. But anyway, when they're treated as property, the county doesn't have the legal authority to destroy people's property. Without holding, without holding them for the three-day or whatever it is holding period, and there's no difference in the holding period if the state requires holding period between feral or wild or uh, stray animals and family pets. There's no, uh, it doesn't say hold feral cats for two hours and hold family pets for three days. It's all 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have a little more. I have a little more here to read. Um, that was February of last year. I still hope and pray that he's out there somewhere. That someone took him into their home. Although I know that this most likely is not the case. I found out more through these volunteers and these people observing what was going on than I'd ever imagined. The tale of Bosco, the English bulldog, is a great example. The dog was highly adoptable. He had an adopter, in fact. But when they went to get him, they were informed he was put down due to aggression. I personally can say this is false. I visited this dog, and he was the kindest, most gentle soul anyone could want in a dog. My next encounter with the shelter was not necessarily a bad one. In fact, it was through the rescue. I had to take my foster dog to the shelter for his safe test, which was brief, but also got him into a great rescue. So I won't complain. However, notice I've said here again friends of Campbell County. They are wonderful people, and it's really infuriating that people from this site continuously pour to their site to say they must do something when they were the only ones doing anything here and should be in no way compared or affiliated with this shelter. 
They helped me adopt my awesome puppy. He's nine months old today and also footed part of his neutering bill. When I took my foster dog to the vet, I found out that Patricia, one of the people from FCCA, was getting threats. I was shocked. She put the foster dog's vet bill on her credit card out of pocket. These people should be commended, not punished. I know Missy tried to get the local television station involved in what was happening at the shelter almost a year ago, but to no avail. So it's not like the citizens here have been sitting on their, mm -hmm, sorry, getting worked out, but how can you not since FCCA is no longer welcome in the shelter and no pictures may be taken of the animals now. There's no hope where once there was, what huge step back and how long until a rescue was allowed back in the facility. Months of animal slaughter will go on, I'm sure. So where there was once 100 animals leaving the facility, now there are zero. It's very, very sad. And then she posed the link about Bosco. And I remember this story, and I have I have followed this story. Um, and it's very, very sad. And um, the rescue, she's right, the rescue went to get him, and they were told the dog had just put, they had been put down. So, mm -hmm. and, and we hear about this happening at so many shelters across the country. And here again, we're not zeroing in on, on Campbell County. But then again, that's who we're talking about right now. So this is just another example of their malicious and horrific behavior. Um, it's it's murdering animals. I, I'm I'm sorry, but when there's no cause to put an animal down, what other word justifies the behavior or defines right. the behavior? That's exactly. true. Um, the, the other thing I want to just bring up as well. You know when when she said um, the words, the dogs were not euthanized um, next to each other, right? Now, okay, right. I, I, I'm not certain of the exact time it would take for those dogs to be um, killed. Oh, sorry, wrong word, murdered. Okay, <laughs> but at the end of the day, so let's just say that she did. You, let's just play. I'm going to sit here and play devil's advocate with everybody a minute. So let's just say that she did put the dogs in a separate room and euthanized each individual one. Are you telling me that she went and carried one, she euthanized one, carried it while it's dying, left it in the room for its feet to stop, and then carried the next one to it? And are you telling me that it's right to carry a dog from a separate room to somewhere else while it's dying? Really? Yeah. I would say it's highly unlikely. I'll, I'll oh. be honest, I don't believe it any more than any of you do. But at the end of the day, I was playing devil's advocate because she said, that, no, they weren't euthanized next to each other. I don't believe sure. that for one moment. I, I don't believe that either because if you look at that picture in the video, you see they're in a kennel. There's a water bowl right behind that one dog. And the, dog, the, other, the other dog's face is almost touching the food bowl. That's what I'm. Mm. That's it exactly. That stainless steel bowl in the back. Exactly. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you know they. We all we've gotten are a bunch of deceitful comments from them. Yeah, they're They've trying to cover. They're, try, <laughs> they're trying to cover up and hide from the truth. And and well, you know what? When you have so many people involved and everyone's lying, then the, everything's really getting twisted. And that's what I said in the first show. 
you know, uh, you lie once, you've got to lie to cover that up, and so on, so on. So it becomes a twisted mess, and that's basically, I think that's the reason that they're not communicating with us, they're not responding to us, because they're, they're, they, they wove this web of deception. Yeah. And they want to uh, protect and defend the county employees, and uh, unfortunately the people that made all those threats really hurt your efforts because then they can link all of you, lump you all together in uh, a basket of crazy people that are going around threatening to kill somebody, and uh, you can't believe anything anybody's getting ready to try to kill somebody says. So, oh, gosh, well, really? And yeah. Sue and I, in, in any aspect of, of our lives, our individual lives, regardless of what we're talking about, we do not enforce or tolerate or exist around people who make this kind of idle threats because we're true exactly. animal advocates. And right. um, you, you do get much more with kindness than with hostility. So there's a huge difference between those people and the type of people that we network with and that, that we associate ourselves with. And you're 100% uh, right. And, and the other thing is, if anybody wants to listen to my other shows, I actually do two sides of every story, and that's why at the beginning of the show I did invite all of them to come on and say their side, and that's exactly what I've done on every single show that I've done. You know, if ever we've done a story about something like this, we've always brought on the other person. I bring in the, the situation with Save Memphis that's in New Jersey. We actually got one of the council officials, uh, Michael Fitzpatrick, to come on to the show. And he came on for over, uh, I think it was about an hour and three quarters, two hours of the first show. And then we had the second show where the other people, of, you know, on the other side of the fence, if you like, came and did the other part. Now, you know, at the end of the day, that was, again, to, us to do two sides. And being in the UK, I can sit on the fence and look from both sides because it doesn't... It, in one sense of it, I'm not in in, that, in your country, so I don't know the law, all the laws and regs. I don't know everything about everything, so I do have to investigate more because I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So, right. you know, anybody can and bash me for being in the UK, but actually it's given a fair deal because I don't know everything about it, and that's why I ask more questions, because being in the UK, I don't know it all, so I do investigate it more. And we make sure that everything we post on that page if we're not sure, we put on there. Do you know what I mean? We say. Right, right. If it's truth, we put it straight on there. If we're not sure, we would actually state on there, this is being um, brought to our attention and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? It would never be put on there. And we have not once said to anybody to go and abuse anybody. It's not how we work. Right. And it, it will never be how we work. Right. No. Well, I think when you get something going around the world on the Internet, you're bound to pick up uh, some people that uh, maybe say things before they think about it or uh, are so upset that, uh, or whatever, but, uh, but it doesn't really do any good. Peter, but to be, be honest, Peter, let, let's be realistic here, right? We're all human beings, right? And we all grieve in every single way. Some of us grieve in, in the sense of where we, will just, we turn our emotion into work and we try 
something to make a change and make a life better. Other people go and hide and they just put their head in books and don't want to think about it and ignore it and don't want to look at what's going on around the world. And then there's other people that can't cope with it and they do explode out. They do say things that they don't mean and regret it after. That's what we do. That is grieving. And I'm not just talking about animal shelters and seeing dogs being put to sleep or anything like that. That's every single one of us, even if it's a family member. All of us grieve differently. That's now right. that's not again. That's again not saying that what people are you know threatening her if they have, um, if you know if if she's been threatened, you know it's totally wrong. But all of us have do do things and say things when we're grieving in different ways. And let's face it, I don't. I think you'd have to be very very heartless to watch that video and not have a reaction. Right. I don't think oh, anybody yeah. could actually watch that and not come away from there, either crying, very you know not sure what to do next. Or going on and putting a Facebook status of saying how dare they or what do they think they're doing or blah blah blah, do you know what I mean? It's been right. a very emotional week for all of us to see those pictures, anybody whoever they are in the world Did, it have, did, any, of, did any of you see anything uh, about a year ago about a veterinarian in Tennessee that had his license revoked because he was um, euthanizing dogs and cats improperly? There was a video, yeah. there may be still a video of that on the Internet. Of uh, If you look up Tennessee veterinarian license suspended or counts revoked, and mm-hmm. he was injecting animals in the chest, in the heart, with the sodium pentobarbital with no, uh, without the required uh, sedative anesthesia drug, and that that is the height of suffering. Now, do you know what? I can honestly say the first thing that comes into my mind is a few choice swear words, okay? And that's just instant. I'm an animal lover. I'm emotional. To hear that somebody could do that to an animal, that is my first thing. And if I wasn't in the radio, I would have put that to you. I would have called him all the names in the sun. That is just a gutless piece of dirt at the end of the day. And and people can do that to animals because they haven't got a voice and because they're not powerful enough to be able to do something about it. They they can't do anything. They're not in control. And, you know, and and that's my reaction because I'm an animal lover. It doesn't mean I'm going to go and threaten to kill him. I'm saying it's totally wrong, and I'm disgusted that we have got that sort of human people can actually do that to animals. It's wrong. Totally wrong. And they took his license away, too. You Is are referring all? to uh, Dr. William, William Bill Baber, B-A-B-E-R? I believe that was it. Yeah, maybe that, I believe that was it. I just posted the link. Um, it says... Um, Beber is paid $9 by the county for each animal he euthanizes. Last year he was paid more than $22,000 just for euthanizing animals. Um, he says, it says in the tape, dogs were brought in and Beber legally, in, excuse me, lethally injected the animals right into the heart with no sedation. Veterinarians call this method a heart shot, and this method is prohibited by state law from administering it unless the animal is heavily sedated or comatose. That's right. Do you know what makes me sick? Do you know what really makes me sick is the fact that he did all that suffering to all them animals, okay, and and he just had his license removed. Are are you telling me that is all he got, nothing else? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know of. I don't know if they find him or not. I don't know the details of that. Well, I, I just posted the link to the article in the chat room because I'm on my computer now. 
So, um, also, oh I want to say something. I want to go back to the conversation talking about why um, Campbell County is getting so upset and saying that we're, you know, we the animal advocates are doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. Well, if that video, if there, if they had not already been doing the things that we're talking about, we wouldn't be sitting here on the radio today. That's yeah. right. Exactly. So for them to point a finger at us, they've got three pointing back at them. Hmm. So I, and well, I, I know that. One of the things, one of the things to remember when when it comes up or you t- or somebody talks to them, is that if, like I said earlier, if you'll um, pause that video and make a screenshot of the two forms mm-hmm. that were included, it shows right on there how much like uh, how much they guessed that the weight was, and how much drug they used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, so that that's an that's and it shows at the top of the form that it's their form. So that's an admission that in 2011 and 2012 they were doing the euthanasia wrong. And then yesterday the guys on the television news interview and says we doubled the dose, but they weren't given enough to start with. So the mm-hmm. dose needs to be triple for that, uh, three mm-hmm. times for that type of injection. So you've got the goods on them as far as um, you got. Proof uh, that they're uh, they can't say well you're just making that up because there's the proof of it. Yeah, but do you know what? Today when that guy was on the radio on on our show <laughs> earlier, he was saying that that wasn't even their shelter. Oh yeah, I, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that because funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm wait. sorry, you must have it all wrong because. Work can't possibly have their name on it because it wasn't them, remember? And it wasn't Betty's voice in the background or anything. And those three dogs, she doesn't know anything about it. He yeah. doesn't know anything and about I, it, sorry. It, no, doesn't, it doesn't take the professional voice analyst, although there are some available to us, as I mentioned earlier today. But you can listen to the voice on the tape. You can listen to Betty's interview on TV. You can listen to Betty's voice on the show today. This is this is the same person, one and the same, and by by continuing to discredit to, to lie, and um and and deny that 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 was her or that was the shelter. I mean, you know what? You may Betty, you may think that you outsmarted your community, but you can't fool the world. And no, definitely, um, it's just it's come to a stop. I mean, this has got to come to an end. And if it means removal of her in her position, which I think would be a wonderful thing, um, you know, the very I, least they could do. Start, let's just start there. I mean, that is a thing to do out of fairness to the community, out of fairness to the animals, um, for past practices and to prevent future practices of these types of. And I consider that a crime. I mean, that's unethical, inhumane euthanasia. And yeah. I'd like to know if she holds a certification to do that. Yeah, I would like to know that too. Mm-hmm. We can find That's that out. You can, you can write the county and ask for, write the uh, county and ask for a copy under the public records law. Ask for a copy mm-hmm. of um, the certificate, euthanasia certificates held by anybody that's an employee of uh, Campbell County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there's quite a few little things that we're going to be putting into force very soon, and, and that'll be one of the things that we'll be asking. 
But the other thing I want to know is um, if anybody can, deals with sound and they would like to like get the voices off each of the individual things, because we've got a voice off the radio today, we've got the voice on the interview, and we've got the voice on that video. And if anybody works with sound effects and stuff, and they'd be able to put and match up those three voices for us, uh, please give us an email, asksueshow at gmail.com. And just to let you know, Betty, we're not going to let this go. Um, and to the gentleman that came the show you know at the end of the day you were on the radio and we have recorded that and i think it's disgusting that these people are putting such a control and they can do these sort of things i think it's it is again i'm going to say it again just disgusting um but Pete, you know thank you ever so much for um calling in tonight uh, we've just got yeah. another caller to take um please okay. keep in touch with us and we really do appreciate i've got your number and we will keep your, in touch um, with you. Give me, your, give me somebody's email address that I can uh, stay in touch with. In the message. Yeah, certainly. It's in, it's in a message to you. It's in a message to you. To, the, to my it's email address? Yeah, it's, it's already been sent as a reply to your message. To uh, the Humane Society? Where you sent Sue on the page the information, your phone number and such. Okay. Where you sent it to the company page. Probably page. You said that to her. So where should I go to find that? That uh, it should be in your notifications. Okay, like a Facebook notification. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, and you've got mine, which is Humane Societies plural with an S at AOL dot mm -hmm. com. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then you can contact me, and I hope you have good luck, and the people there can get something done because. It certainly needs to be, and I think Leanne can help you, and uh, she's right there in Tennessee, a uh, National Humane Society employee. So anyway, good yes. luck, and thanks for and working on this and helping the animals. Uh, thank well, you very much for joining us. Thank you okay. for all the information you gave us. Thank you for educating people who weren't familiar with all this information, myself included. I learned some new things, so thank you. Okay, well, good. You're welcome. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I see that, that was a wonderful conversation because he educated people about things that are not common knowledge, but that helps us around the country with other shelters too. So now we know certain questions to ask and things to look for. Do you yeah, have someone else absolutely. on the line in there? Yeah, I've got um, the next person is area code 734. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, it's Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Good. How are you? Uh, yeah, he brought uh, you, you, your word right there. Education says it all. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The people who are doing the rants, it's, mm -hmm. it's uneducated people, and not in the sense that they are stupid or dumb, but in the sense that they have not been educated to the truth of what goes on with these animals. They've been raised, and I hate to say it, um, Tennessee, Ohio, Pennsylvania, many of those mid-Atlantic states have been raised to believe that these animals don't feel anything, don't know anything. They're dumb, they're stupid. And mm -hmm. that's the biggest emphasis here is to get people educated to the truth. You're exactly right. That's exactly right, and and that's the basis really for a lot of Sue's shows that she does. And my, I'm one of Sue's staunchest supporters, and I appreciate her allowing me to sit in on these phone conversations 
because what she does is honorable, admirable, and she does sit on the garden fence. And, you know, she does try to get it from both sides. And I do want to remind everyone, Sue has said that she's from the United Kingdom. That that right there should tell you she cares about the animals because she could be spending time with her family all these 20-hour days she works. And, yes, I said 20-hour days. The woman very rarely ever sleeps. This is not a personal attack on one person. However, it seems that way to some people. But she does this with shelters across the country, trying to change animal laws, animal recognition, and animal consideration and compassion. And um, yeah. that's something that we can all take a lesson from. So, yeah, I, I just I, I, I want to tell Betty Crumley, this is not a one-person attack. She's not, you know, just coming for you. Um, you just happen to have made a lot of mistakes, and Sue's still waiting to hear from you. But rest assured, other animal shelter people out there who are hearing this show, um, we've probably heard about you too. And there are several right there in Tennessee that will be addressed over the next couple of weeks. So Definitely. And, exactly. and just to let everybody know that I've also done um, shows, if you've not heard of them, please, please I'll be posting the links on the ASU Radio Show Network page on Facebook. Um, but I've also done shows about even about the police shooting um, people's dogs and all sorts. Now, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe one day I will come over to the U.S., but it's a moment in time I've never even stood on U.S. soil. I have got nothing to gain by doing these shows, only by helping the animals, by giving a voice to the animals. And this is exactly what I've done from the very start. Uh, listen to the shows. This has not just been something I thought, oh, I'd be able to get something out of this. This is just simply mm-hmm. for the animals. Mm-hmm. So, Sophie, whereabouts are you in the world? So, well, despite um, also, you know, having a background, I've been working in both human and veterinary medicine surgery since 1982. So, yes, I have the the medical background. I understand those parts, but I have also spent years and years um, working behind the scenes, spending free time unpaid, working undercover, um, it, this involves when you go undercover. It, it's not just somebody going in and reporting. You have to know what's wrong. So you know, I have done my study. Uh, I, I know the national laws, the state laws. They. This is where we have to get these people. More often yeah. than not, is they slip up on a state law that's there. This is where we have to get the people, not by threatening them or, or, you know, giving them a chance to, you know, reply positively, which brings me to the point um, your last guest brought up a lot of the law and medical things that, you know, I, I know full well, but I don't want to go into too much detail because this only gives them fodder which to feed upon. And, and yep. you know, oh, okay, that's the correct answer we need to give. Yeah, I can understand that. You can. There is a way to search online if someone is anyone in a state, in a county, a specific town, who is and who is not certified to do euthanasia. Yeah. Yep. So do you have to answer all these questions on, you know, paperwork on 
who's certified, who's, who specifically is doing the euthanasia there. Um, I, what I'm finding thus far doesn't bode well <laughs> for what I've heard thus far on who's doing it there. Um, the information is lacking, uh, but I want to also say that a big part of this is my disappointment in the news coverage of it because they did not, it was one-sided on both ends that I saw. They did not do a thorough job. Um, You do a thorough report. You also do your homework first so you know what to ask when you walk in. You don't just let the other person speak and you not know anything. There was not an opposing side given. That disappoints me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, professionals in the field were not contacted. It, it was just mm-hmm. their word and nothing else. Mm-hmm. It's like I said a moment ago, things are not always as they appear. And fortunately, there are people like us, and I'm including you, Sophie, and I'm including Peter, and so many of the people sitting in the chat room that I recognize their names, um, we do understand, so that's what makes us look a little closer at things, thus uncovering things that are, have been hidden up to this point. Yes, um, he had brought up that, the, you know, well, I think it was one of you that had brought up the word, her, her using the term juice. Yes. Yeah. I have worked in veterinary surgery before. I have worked with many different vets. Do you hear, that was probably the thing that made me cringe the most, aside from the weight guessing, you would never, ever, ever hear a true professional guess at a weight or or, or, or use the term juice. Mm -hmm. It tells me clearly that she does not have a, a, a true education in what she's doing, the field she's working in. Any um, legitimate shelter out there, a director, shelter manager, whatever they be called, a good 90-plus percent of them will require a minimum of bachelors. To be a director, most of them want you to have a master's degree within the field of animal medicine. Mm-hmm. Do you know, and, and, you know, going back to the, her saying the word juice and everything, can you imagine if you'd have gone and said that in front of, say, a customer, okay, while you're working, you said, um, oh, we've just, it's okay, we've put your dog down, um, we've given them the right amount of juice, but it's okay, they're past now. Right. Do you mean, can Correct. you imagine how your boss would react? Oh, exactly. <laughs> That's like saying turn the fire up on the electrocution table, you know, on in states that so electrocute if there are any. Think about it. I mean that's yeah. that has the same connotation, the same abruptness and coldness of a statement like that. Mm-hmm. Well, well also you know the what? fact I that they say, are doing will... the IP injection tells me that they probably do not have a certified person there. Um, any anybody can stick a needle into the peritoneal belly area. 
you, you hear about it, you do it. Um, it does not mean they have been trained, know what to do. Uh, true shelters with educated people, certified people, will always opt for an IV solution. And more often than not, they will give, you know, a pre-sedation medication first before the exactly. injection. Exactly. And the, those, I, I think those heart sticks go on more than just that guy. It's it's rampant throughout <laughs> the east, middle, east coast of America. It's just it's unbelievable. Exactly. I just I just think it's horrifying. I mean, the whole every, you know, we've gone through this so many times. You know, between us and we, you know, people have been giving us information, and and the more you look at it, the more horrifying it is. And the thing is. You know, they've tried to slate our page by telling the truth. Okay? Now, I want to say, just by the one sentence that she said about, oh, well, it's, it's, it's all about this juice and because of the fact, oh, we guessed the weight. Just for that part of the interview makes me have shivers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, 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 and everybody's and – what, and what they chucked at us was – about the top of the page, about we've got bodies of dogs at the top of the page. Excuse me, you, live dogs uh, on a video, and you were on it, and, and you had all that, and your and people are bringing up about our page a picture on the top of a pe- Facebook page. Oh, these, oh these are actual. Even though that picture may not have come from her shelter. These pictures are actual. I have seen horrific things um, throughout the U.S. I've seen horrific things in Taiwan, in Korea. Uh, yep. it, it does not, it, it's the truth. Yep. I don't understand how people can slate you for showing the truth. Do you it's know what not I, where it was made to look like that. Yep. Do you know what I actually said to them? My words were, it doesn't matter what's on the cover of a book. It's what's the information inside that's the, the, you know, that's the important part. And the information inside that book is enough to give me nightmares. Well, therein shows the lack of education. They they do not understand it, so you will jump at the first thing they see. And they can criticize that page and that photograph while having a picture of a puppy with a rose in its mouth on their page. Yeah, exactly. How yep. is that? That yep. oh, don't even start me there. That's just now. But once again, it's like I said, Sassy. It's education, and obviously these people are lacking. Lacking. Can, can I, not you, not only education, can I just say, but compassion. Yep. Do you know? I can honestly say the one main thing. There's two main things that I think they're lacking. Okay. Now, I'm not a vet. I don't know everything about injections and vaccinations and everything. The one thing that they're missing is common sense. Mm-hmm. The second thing they're missing is they're not animal lovers because I'm not being funny. Even if I was a volunteer and I was seeing that, I could not accept it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't go back the next day to see it all again. I couldn't do all that. 
you know, that's me as a person. And I'm thinking, I'm an animal of, I couldn't do that. I couldn't take that in. Now, I understand that that job has got to be done. I, I understand that. But to see that cruelty, I couldn't deal with that. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't do it. I well, report it's, it. it's totally unnecessary. There, yes. there is a literal animal underground railroad throughout the U.S. Um, not everyone knows about it because it's not widely advertised. Um, people, you know, find the groups, they find you, you get involved. These people are willing, people who spend their money to pay, here, I will give you the money to get the animal out, and then someone picks them up in the area, and everybody takes turns driving an hour, two hours at a time to get these animals to a person who says, yes, I will take this dog. There yep. is no excuse for having, you know, 80, 90 some percent euthanasia rate. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've just got to read some. I've just gone onto my Facebook and it's on a different page, but I will share. And it's a little post and I've got to read this out because I just think that it was put there for a reason for me to read it. If you change nothing, nothing will change. Mm-hmm. Well said. I think that just about sums everything up that we're trying to achieve. Do you know I mean? I just thank goodness. I mean, I don't. I haven't got a problem with how much people want to slate me. I just thank goodness that we've actually been aware of it. We've been able to get this out there, and at last, these poor dogs and cats are having a voice. You know, it, it, I can't even try to work out how long this has been going on for, how many dogs and cats have suffered, how many stories have never been told because nobody ever knew. Exactly. You know? And it, it, but, it is happening in more than just this place. But absolutely. It, 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 one step at a time. Um, it, you can make huge strides by just getting one place to change can change a few more, and then a few more, and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I can actually say that we've actually had emails of other shelters, and to those people that have emailed us with details, please do not think that we're not taking notice. We are getting back to you. We have been inundated with messages all over the, from all over the place, okay? And we've had emails and pictures and information about other shelters. So all I want to say to other shelters is, if you're one of these and you're thinking, oh, so what are they doing? Uh, I can honestly say we are going to be following every single lead that we have. No stone is going to be left unturned because at the end of the day, there is too much of this going on and these animals do need a voice and that's exactly what we're going to do. No show's ever going to stop. No page is ever going to be shut down because we're continuing on this. There is, this is not going to stop. You know, I, I, I'm looking at something right now, and it is a program, um, and it's actually posted to the page we're talking about here, the Exposing Betty Crumbly, and it's up in Spartanburg, South Carolina, that says um, the Spartanburg Animal Services team has TNR, trap meter release, 141 feral cats this year, zero killed in 2013. It just came to my mind as I was sitting here, Instead of selling these dead cats for three dollars a piece, now that's only three hundred dollars for one hundred cats. Why can't they actively go on to Facebook, utilize the social media, 
to these cats adopters and allow the community to come in and open some type of little Goodwill or Salvation Army store, and I'm using it as a type store, not as the name, but a little uh, secondhand store somewhere in the shelter where pe- people are always loving going to yard sales and flea markets and consignment stores, and they could donate things to the shelter that could be sold, and the money raised that way. And I think it would be a lot it would take a lot less time to sell $300 worth of stuff than it would be to kill 100 cats and to remove 100 cats from this earth that could have gone to a loving family and a loving home and made some children happy, made a single elderly person happy because they had a kitten or a cat to hold in their lap to keep them company when there's no one in their community that drops by to see them. I mean, I'm just thinking of all kinds of ways that they could make that Three hundred dollars instead of killing one hundred cats. There's got to yep. be a better way, Miss Crumley. And people are coming up with all kinds of ideas to help you. Now, you know, it's one thing to not know these things, but it's something entirely different to have hundreds of ideas made available to you, and you still refuse to do nothing. Is your ego so huge that it's in the way of that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would bring up that this is true for anybody who doubts that there are labs and or vet schools that are buying these animals. I worked at a very, very large veterinary school in the U.S. here. It does happen. They have money set aside every year to buy these animals. Uh, you know, yes, at a very cheap price, but for someone who's sending out hundreds and thousands, it adds up for them. Yeah. Is it right? No. <laughs> but it is going on. It is true. Don't doubt those stories. Exactly. Oh, and, we, and, you know, a good way to change this, too, uh, people are starting to push for these schools. There's, there's no longer a need with the advances of computer programs and and the instrumentation we have now for these kids to use uh, it's no longer necessary to use these animals to learn on it's not, it's not. and uh, you know I tell people all the time instead of using animals for animal testing like the University of Wisconsin has been doing who by the way just got busted out by, of all things, Peter. Peter went in and uncovered, and I've got the photographs of a cat's head lying on a table, and the cat's name was Double Trouble. And if any of you want the information about this cat, just Google Double Trouble University, Wisconsin, and you will see some horrific photographs. They, they not only use this cat alive for animal testing, when... Yeah pointed objects into its ears, into its skull, had a metal cap or steel cap screwed into its skull from the top of its head. And after the cat finally had to be euthanized because of infection it couldn't recover from, they still cut the cat's head off and examined the cat post-mortem. Exactly. I I mean, you know, instead of using uh, animals for medical testing, 
Use the pedophiles and the murderers and the rapists. Take a little load off the taxpayer dollars. Put these criminals, and criminals come in all kinds of forms and fashions, um, but put these criminals in a testing facility and let, because they're testing for products that are for human consumption anyway, right? Right? Right. Lipstick exactly. and eye drops and mascara. And, so how how can they get a true reading by testing mascara on a cat or a rabbit? Correct. Yeah, really. So, exactly. you know, they're, they're, this here again, this is just another avenue. There are options out there for Campbell County instead of killing cats and selling them for $3 a piece. And I'm lying here right now, lying here. I'm sitting, standing here right now looking at two cats lying on my bed. And if anyone came to touch my cats like that, <laughs> sorry, but I hope you told your family goodbye before you left. <laughs> because <laughs> I did take a serious butt whooping from me. You know, mm-hmm. I, that, these are... My pets, these are my babies. And every one of those cats that was killed, if they weren't already, they could have been somebody's pet. And the stories that I read earlier about, and and believe me, uh, I have seen more than one message from more than one person about their cat disappearing uh, near the shelter. And then to go to the shelter and check, only to be told that, oh, no, we weren't out trapping cats today. When the neighbors around the shelter actually saw Cats being unloaded and loaded and unloaded and loaded. I mean, you know, I'll tell you something. Two things that really tick me off, and that is for someone to insult my intelligence and for someone to patronize me. And when you're patronizing me, you're telling me what you think I want to hear. And when you're doing that, you're insulting my intelligence. So that's what yes. drives me here in particular in this Campbell County case because y'all think I'm believing every single thing you're telling me when y'all have already tripped up so many times with your uh, misdirected truth <laughs> that, um, no, it's it's, kind of, it's like the boy who cried wolf. After you hear wolf so many times, you don't believe him anymore. Well, now, I mean, the credibility, uh, I mean, honestly, and that's what I think all of us will agree, stand Sitting on, or standing on the outside looking in at this, the credibility of the entire city government there, uh, city and county government, um, has gone down the tubes for me because how can you believe anything they say about anything anymore? They're all covering up for each other. It's, it, it appears. And that's an allegation. It, it does I, you know, appear I, so. I, I, pardon? It does appear so. It does appear so. So, you know, I keep waiting for someone to call in from there, but, you know, they haven't, Sophie, and they didn't during the first show. And, of course, Sue was able to get Miss Cromley at the um, shelter, and, you know, she wants to know if Sue's from Tennessee. Well, I actually have two friends in Knoxville who are looking to adopt two cats. Oh, this, this is a global uh, epidemic. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to be involved with Every incident. That is and, the and only that's, way that's, we are going to change. That 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 is what started here with Sue's show, with my investigation, with with my animal work. Um, it's a revolution now, and and that word is not one that I just coined. There's been a no kill revolution for a long time, and they're active on Facebook. Um, yes. Exactly, and, and, and it's it a bite. 
it's about bringing all these people together now, isn't it? It's it literally making it as exactly. one. Exactly. The the amount of of backgrounds, uh, experience amongst all these people, education amongst all these people, it can only lead to good by everyone pitching in. Do you know what? We, we've said this on the show so many times that it doesn't matter what people do. It doesn't matter if you've only got half an hour each day to cross-post animals. It doesn't matter if, you know, maybe somebody knows how to build a website. Maybe somebody knows how to do posters. Maybe somebody's a computer freak. Maybe somebody's, um, you know, lives near a shelter and they can go take photos for us. You know, whatever it may be, just those lists. There's got to be one each of one of them people in within all of our people. Do you know I mean so? If we all join to one, chuck the egos in the bin, leave them at the door. I don't need them on my pages, right? The egos aren't necessary. I don't mind exposing shelters and all this. This is fine. I've got a problem with that. I haven't got a problem with people that have got pages. I don't care if they've got ten people on their page or ten thousand people. As long as they're being a voice for the voiceless, they're welcome. I have, I'm, I'm not one of these of, oh, no, I only expose my page. I'm only going to advertise my page or whatever. You know, this is about the animals. It's not about my show. It's not about everybody else's pages. It's about what we're doing to make a difference. And, oh, and my forte well, is being, being a voice, social, sitting on the garden fence and ranting. <laughs> exactly. This is what it's all about, is, is coming together and sharing all of this. Yes. It's not, it's, it takes more than one person. Exactly, exactly. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for calling into the show tonight. You know, I really, really appreciate it. And please keep in touch. We have got your number, so we'll keep in touch with you if that's okay. Yes, do. Definitely. Thank you. Okay, Sophie, thanks ever so much. Okay, talk to you soon. Thank you, honey. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And thank you very much to Sophie for calling in. And I will go to area... Hold on a minute. Area code... Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah. Area code 704. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. I Hello. guess that's me. It is. <laughs> Who are we speaking to? Uh, Shay. Hi, Shay. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, I just actually sent um, an inbox message on the Facebook page. Um, I am... I guess an animal advocate, animal rights advocate. Um, I've volunteered in shelters. I actually live in uh, where Peter called from, from the 910 area code right now. Okay. It's a small, a small ruler county in uh, coastal North Carolina. And uh, I used to volunteer at the animal shelter there. And I understand... The overpopulation of animals is a real problem all over the U.S., not just in certain areas. I understand they have to sometimes, they have no choice but to euthanize animals. There is, there seems to me like there's so many um organizations, Facebook pages, so many people that are all, you know, are there for the well-being of animals, networking. I do a lot of networking on Facebook. Um, but the thing is, I think the United States needs new laws. 
in place because it's it's gotten the problem is it's just ridiculous. In one small county, the shelter euthanizes hundreds and hundreds of, if not thousands, of animals a month, needlessly. But it, it seems like there has to be something that that there there needs to be laws to where animals need to be or all cats need to be registered with the state, with the county, with for a small fee, ensuring that all animals get spayed and neutered. We need to control the population of the animals in order to stop all this useless the, the useless killings of, of innocent adoptable animals every day. Mm-hmm. Um, they need they need to enforce these rules by you know citations. If if the animal is not spayed and neutered, then you get fined. And and then you know think of all the money that is saved by the government because I know most all the shelters are government run, and it all is about the dollar. Yep. It all yes. that's all it amounts to. It's about how much money is being spent to, for that shelter. It's 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 by our tax money. It's run by our tax money, and these are elected officials that run these facilities. Just like this this lady that you're you've exposed on Facebook, um, there was a case in uh, Chesterfield, South Carolina about two years ago, where they where? found Chesterfield, where? North South Carolina, wow. where um, they were shooting the animals. They were shooting the dogs and throwing them in landfills. Oh. And um, I'm, I'm surprised, I don't know if you've heard about it, but, I mean, most of these shelters, or so-called shelters, are they would look for any way to save the money, whichever. I'm not saying all of them, most of them, especially as you get into the rural areas, you know, some smaller communities. Um, it's, it's, they have uneducated people running shelters, and like I said, it's all about the dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's time. I'm, I'm really wanting to. We need to, to all, all, all the animal lovers and animal advocates have got to voice our, make ourselves heard louder. Enough is enough, and put some regulations. We have to have the government step in since the government is re- regulating all these shelters. And and, yep. and make some changes. Well, so. do you know, um, you, you're pretty well saying things I've said on the show previously on on different things, and I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, obviously, we've had the BSL laws. I'm, I'm going a little bit off track here by what, what I'm about to say, but we were talking mm-hmm. about the BSL laws, and obviously that's been a big thing um, for quite a few people. And what I just I was speaking to people, and I said we need to change the BSL laws. The government's never mm-hmm. going to end the BSL laws because, let's face it, it takes so long to get a law in, they never delete them. 
So my thought was, let's, let's amend it. Let's change it instead of BSL to OSL, which would be owner-specific legislation. And this would be where the owners would be responsible for their dogs. Every, in, it would be on the same lines as, have, as owning a car would be owning a dog. Now, I know this It's just to make it easy for people to understand. So you would have a logbook for your dog. It would have a license because, obviously, it would be microchipped. It would okay. be spayed and neutered, but if you turned down the spaying and neutering of your dog, you had to pay a much larger, and I mean, say, about eight times larger fee. Because if you didn't want to spay and neuter your dog, that means that you are then breeding your dog, which you then will be making money from. So you deserve to pay exactly. a higher price for your dog. Plus the fact it's a bigger concern because we all know if a dog is in heat or a dog can, uh, uh, obviously if a male dog can smell it, a female, then obviously they're off and they're running and that's when they can cause havoc. So the thing is that's when they pay more. The other thing is it's also changing the whole thing. So the dog is not... A, is not taken on board. So if something happens with a dog, say it gets out once, okay, it always mm -hmm. happens to one of us that our dogs get out. But then I say to people, have you ever let your one-year-old um, child get out the front door? Would you yeah, leave a space in your fence for your one-year-old to slip through and go into next doors? Do you mean? Whatever the answer is, do you mean? It shouldn't be happening. So there's got to be a certain regulation, but it's got to be changed. And all these things would be good with OSL because the owner would be responsible. So you would have to have the, the uh, dogs taken to the vet yearly, and then what would happen? That would just be a small fee. And plus, we could get maybe if we all got our dogs insured, we would probably be able to get a cheaper rate because there were so many of us going at once, maybe we know, I don't know, with the ASU show or another group could approach a, um, insurance and say, right, if we get a 1,000 people to join up for insurance for our dogs, how much could you offer for us? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we're, we're such a big group, but, but we just need everybody just to knit together. This isn't a competition. It's exactly. not about how many paid people are on a page. It's not about how many, you know, how many petitions you got out. It's not about how many shows I've done. It's nothing like that. It's how many animals are we all saving? How many groups can we actually get together and join? You know, we've got some amazing people out there, some absolute people. I mean, they should have an awards for. You know, and we've got people that do transporters. We've got people yes. that do fostering. We've got all these different networks. Imagine if we could just get them all in one place. Imagine if the government will step in, though, and and do what you're, you're suggesting or I'm suggesting, either one, and and also licensing, requiring a license for yes. all breeders. Yes. For all breeders. No more backyard breeders. Yep. That should be illegalized. It's ridiculous that we, we are allowing so they contribute so much to to the euthanization problem, the overpopulation problem. That's why I think it's time to, to make new changes. And I think um the really the reason I followed up my email with a call is because I'm not experienced with who to contact, who to push, to, to how to start this movement. If we, if there is strength in numbers, and if we all get together, all, all the advocates and and 
push for law changes, some different laws to be put in place. We can save so many lives and so much so much money, so much yep. unnecessary killings of animals that also can result in, in some animal abuse. Yep. Most the thing people, is, you know, the, go ahead, sorry. It, the thing is, we've got the, the, it's not the manpower that's the problem, it's the team power that we're lacking. The team power. Be, do you know what I mean? Because we've got loads of people. You know, I mean, let's face it, right? We, and animal advocates do amazing things. Just look at the page. Look how far it's getting out. It's worldwide. Why? Because advocates mm-hmm. have actually joined together. That, that's when it works. That's when it actually mm-hmm. works. That's when advocates really do pull together, when everybody stops for the egos. It doesn't matter about anything. We just have a job to do, and we need to get this dog or this situation worldwide. Mm-hmm. We, we can yes. manage it. There's nothing advocates can't do. The problem we have is when we get the ego set in, and, and we need to, for instance, you know, it's like you're, you're absolutely right. We do need the governments to get in. But what we also need to do is we need to give governments the figures, you know, get figures together and ask how much are the governments actually paying towards each and every of these shelters? How much does it mm-hmm. actually cost them to run? That, okay, let's times that by how many shelters we've actually got in, in, in the U.S. Okay, now we've got a figure. Right, Mr. Government, you're actually paying at this moment in time this amount of money. We're suggesting you do this, this, and this, which will cost you this much, but look how much it'll save. But See, I was, I, was, I was trying to do that, really, honestly. I was trying to gather some statistical data, because I, I used to be an analyst. <laughs> and um, I was trying to do that, you know, provide some numbers, and you know, because that, that would sell the idea yeah. if you if you show how much money can be saved, but the problem is, again, each shelter, each municipal area has its own laws, their own regulations. They use different methods of euthanization. They use different disposal methods, um, and and plus they're they're so guarded guarded. You know, they don't divulge in that uh, in in the um, dollar information to just any general public person. Yeah, they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna give you that information. So, so that's so not impossible to do. Okay, so what we actually need then, let's very quickly, because I, I have got one more call I want to go to. But very quickly then, uh, firstly, welcome to the Asu family, I'm going to say to you, because you obviously, um, somebody wants to move forward, and we obviously need the media exposure to push with that. And you are pretty well saying what I've said in shows previously, so, you know, Thanks. fantastic. I'm glad we've got somebody that's into the same length. Um, the second thing is I want to say is we need to be able to start getting people that can be representatives of all the different areas in the U.S. Yes. So yes. that, for instance, when when we, uh, and let's face it, I'm in the U.K., so this is very good for me. So, for instance, when somebody says to me, right, in, I'm going to just say, Tennessee, we've got this situation, so this, this, and this is happening, I can get in touch with Joe Bloggs in Tennessee and say, hey, I've just been brought to my attention about this, this, and this. What can you tell me about this shelter? Who runs it? What's the situation? How much is going into it? How many dogs can they hold? Blah, blah, blah. The person okay. just in that area could investigate just those shelters in that area. 
So and, we and establish a network of people that we're working together and not competing. <laughs> no. Of course. Uh, do you know what? I think it, it would have to be something like where we'd have to start the no ego group. Uh, exactly. And that's, that's hard <laughs> to find also. <laughs> I'm sure you're not, aware not, of that. Not with true animal advocates. No, I, I, I'll tell. I'll, I'll have to say this. Not with true animal advocates, because a true animal advocate, the focus remains on the animals. And, and absolutely, and I agree. I think your yes. idea is wonderful to get someone in every state. And as the movement grows, you'll ultimately have someone in every county, which yes. every state too is made up of counties in our country. So that's right. Yeah. You know. The movement growing would definitely help because the numbers would be growing fast. And instead of saying, oh, I need help in Tennessee, let's say, oh, I need help in Campbell County. All right, well, who's yep. the go-to person there? And then your your results are a lot more concise and uh, a lot faster that way. And yep. everyone who's represented in every county would have a connection with the state level so that right. um, you know, it, it runs like a real-world machine, and I think yep. it's a wonderful idea. And this is yep. not beyond possibility. We can do this. Yep. I, I hope so. Um, you've got my information on, on from the inbox message I sent. I have like seen that now, yes. I'd like to mm-hmm. represent North Carolina, well, the eastern part of North <laughs> Carolina. Yes. Well, listen, okay. um, I've got your number. I, I, we will okay. be in touch with you after the show, okay? And uh, please keep in touch and, and let us know how, how you're getting on, okay? And, I will. Uh, obviously, we, anybody who wants to be a representative in their county or, you know, you've got some suggestions, by all means, give us an email, show at gmail.com. And what we'll do is we'll put a list together. And also, you never know, you know what happens with the Ask Sue show? We do a show, and then that equals what? Another group. Another show. Another show. And results. <laughs> but it equals results. We make things happen. And, you know, exactly. this, this, this movement or this, I don't know what you'd call it, a mess, but this situation <laughs> in campaign. <laughs> there's only four letters in mess, and there's a whole lot more in movement, so let's just call it a hot mess, okay? But anyway, um, I'm, you know, I have no filter. Sorry, it is what it is. But um, this, uh, I think the page was created, what, Sue, Sunday night? And here yep. it is Thursday night. And there we're, I mean, we, we are looking. When I say we, I'm talking about all the animal advocates that are involved in this. We're, we're looking at the woman who created the petition. I can't think of the name right off, but it wasn't either Sue or me. We didn't create it. But there are well over 30,000 signatures in four days. Um, and if you yeah. look at the page, you yeah. look at more than just the likes, look at how many people are observing the page without even liking it and how many shares there are on these posts. And the word is definitely getting out there. And for only yeah. four days, this little baby is only four days old. Imagine where it's going to be in a month or six months. You know, so this, this is the beginning it, of change. It will be a shame stuff. with social media such a huge tool. It's mm-hmm. such a huge tool that can be utilized. It would be a shame if we 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 don't do something now. Well, it's, it's, it's the, like it's, I said earlier, Shay. It's it's also this is the one today is a wonderful opportunity for Campbell County to put their brakes on, to just answer some questions and say, you know what, we messed up. 
Uh, let, let, yep. Let's put the past behind us. We're willing mm-hmm. to learn, willing to make changes. Nobody's going to throw rocks at them. We're not going to throw rocks at them. If they're willing to work and be open-minded and open their hearts to the animals, oh, my goodness, the resources that will be available to them are countless. They're, yep. uh, I, you couldn't even begin to count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good talking to you. Thank you so much for your time, and um, Um, hopefully we'll stay in touch. We definitely will. I promise. Thank you for calling in. Yes, thank you very much. Sure. Have a good one. Thank you. you. Bye bye. Bye. (sighs) Very nice. You had some good ideas. It's very nice. Do you you know what though? It's It's so funny. That I was mentioning um, those things, um, obviously with Howard's show, with the OSL, oh, I set up the group, uh, and I just think it's fantastic that we're managing to get more people connected. I think it's fantastic. Well, and and seriously, think about, and I know there are more people than Shay, than you, than than any of us that are thinking the same thing, but they don't know where to go to connect with other people of like mind, and that's yeah. what your show is doing is bringing these people together so that change can be made and it has to start somewhere it has to yep. start somewhere definitely so, oh, is there another caller um do you know what? i'm supposed to be ringing somebody but the trouble is we are running out of time and i apologize to that person that i'm supposed yeah. to be ringing but unfortunately we are well i'll say that should we do a very quick call it, it's somebody sure, that we ahead. did want to speak to. Hold on. No, now, before everybody goes, oh, my goodness, she's on one again, um, let me just say that this person is a nice person. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> well, I think she is. Hold on. Well, actually, Sue and I are nice people, too. I mean, we're always willing to help. You know, if someone well, I am. To help them. Hello. How are you doing? It's Sue from the Ask Sue Show. Hi, Sue. How are you doing? You okay? I'm doing just fine. Uh, have you been listening to the show? This is very safe. I have been listening to the show. <laughs> well, yeah. Right answer. Bye now. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so, so have you got any last-minute thoughts? I do apologize leaving you to the last min- few minutes of the show. Any thoughts you want to put to it? I just want to say that, you know, we all have to work together to make the shelter a better place. And there are, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people here in the county, around the the city, you know, that are trying. It's not people have not tried. It's they just aren't allowed to try. And, you know, people have to realize that if we could run down there and fire her, we would, but we can't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. What what do you think about um, obviously about Shay's idea? Um, yeah, Shay's idea about um, fetching people together and being able to put make it on a, on a bigger scale, if you like. I think it's really great, and I know that um, especially the rescue here will appreciate that because it's been hard for them to kind of network and and spread their their wings a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, any questions you want to put forward? No, um, I, I think this has been a wonderful four hours, uh, both shows, two hours each. Uh, I'm glad the guests were in the chat room today. I'm sorry that no one felt brave enough to call in and chat with us, but I think, well, hopefully, I hope that what, 
Okay. Hopefully these people in Campbell County who have been listening in the, from the shadows there, I hope they get a better understanding that there are people out here who want to help them. And I know we keep using that word help over and over again, but we've all needed help in some aspect of our life to learn to make a change in some area. And um, I know Sue and I are always looking for new education and um, about new things. And I, I just hope that Campbell County will open their heart and open their mind because you have a wonderful rescue right here that's willing and has been in the past to go in and photograph the animals and network the animals. And these animals don't have to die when you've got willing, loving, compassionate volunteers who will go and do this work for you but they have to be allowed into the shelter to be able to do it. And that's the bottom line. Now we've made this situation uh, is totally transparent to the world now. You know, what's yep. going on? It's a very transparent situation. So you can, only, you can hide behind a tree only so long until the circle of people surrounds the tree and everybody sees you. And that's what's happening here. So, okay, are you laughing at my analysis? <laughs> I just it was very funny when you were saying you can only stand behind the tree for so long. I just got the vision of this dog weeing up the tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, this is what working on two and three hours sleep will get you. A couple of... <laughs> Maniac women at the end of the night that are so tired they they you know oh well, let's just stay up for the night and research okay let's just make it another night I do apologize <laughs> we're sorry we're I, laughing, you know <laughs> I mean just, to be just, fair one more in thing, my really... defense, it is five to two in the morning here <laughs> I just want to say one more thing really quick yeah um, morning. There have still been, you know, a couple of negative things put on the FCCA website. Yeah. Those ladies yeah. are absolutely wonderful, you know. They yes, will yeah. do whatever can, it takes, can, even out-of-pocket costs. Can, can you just do me a favor? Um, sure. I, I'm not saying I'm the queen of rants or anything, much, um, but can you just tag me in the comments? Absolutely. Tag me in the comments, and I will just advise them that we put a perfectly good page up where they can air their views, and I will make it perfectly clear that it's not necessary and that you've got no part of it, okay? And, and actually, on the, show, on the first show, Michelle, we, we did the same thing. You know, there are some wonderful volunteers that, that go way, and beyond, way above and beyond the call of duty, and um, Teresa was talking about one in particular, and to hear these stories, you know, that. There's so many volunteers. That's the heart of a volunteer right there. You do these things, and, and y'all have been doing those things. So God bless you for all that you have done. And I hope that we can help you continue to do things to make a difference in Campbell County. Definitely. We won't let anyone slander you, and we won't let anyone attack you because you are not the villain here. You're not. Definitely not. Um, please keep in touch with me if, if there's any problems. Um, just tag me in it or whatever, and you know I'll come and visit the page, and I will make you know I will make a few points. And also, just to let people know, if I see certain people on their page slandering them, if you are on our yeah. page, 
they will block you from their page and we will be blocking you from ours because we do not need that sort on our page. This is now yeah. moving positive and we have not done four-hour shows for people going slandering people or running people down. It is not the place. This is now united. This is not about egos. It's not about people having a go or anything. That's where it stops, full stop, right now. It's got to stop. It, absolutely. And if they really want to help, we need fosters, rescues, transporters. Please yeah. help. Well, when, when this is all calmed down, we will get you on the show to be able to help your um, page and groups as well, okay? Thank you. Is that okay? That's awesome. More than okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's Listen, cool. thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. I've got to very quickly say in about 60 seconds a thousand thank yous. So I'm just going to say one very, very big thank you to every single animal advocate. I want to send all of you a big, massive UK hug because I am proud of everybody. For what we have achieved in these last few days has been absolutely amazing, and I appreciate all of your support, all of everybody that's tuned into the show tonight. But of, of course, I've got to say a very big thank you to my soul sister, who has been an absolute inspiration to all of us. And I want to say thank you very much for joining me on the show. It's been my pleasure. Thank and uh, you. thank you very much for all that you do too. Thank you. And likewise, sir, you and I work well together. And I couldn't think of a finer individual to align myself with to make a difference in the world. And I mean that with all my heart. I love you. You're my friend. You're my co-advocate. You're you're just a fine person, and I wish there were more people in the world like you, and I wish these people who didn't know you knew you because they're missing out. It's their life. Well, we've come to the end of the show, so thank you very much to everybody. Thank you, Kathy, and a good night to everybody. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Bless you. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Bye-bye.